Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, it's Trent here, and it is so wonderful to have you company today for episode 332. Today on the show, we're going to hit up all the latest news and then jump into a review of the Disney Plus Ahsoka television series. Joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we've got Ben. G'day, g'day. Frank. Hello, hello. Scotty. Hello there. And a very special guest, Mr. Steve Reddy. Welcome. Thank you, and good to be here. Uh, now we're going to do, you're going to be here for two episodes. Mm-hmm. So next episode we'll do the intro. Um, but how are you? Going well? Yeah, really good. Good, really good. good. Now, we, we're not going to get into this too much now, but sitting in front of me, we'll get into this in the next episode, but sitting in front of me is one of the largest, smallest collections. <laughs> um, it is Ninja Turtle related and we might just, you know, hold it there as a teaser for next episode. Um we're going to jump into some news. Don't mind me. That was crack. I was cracking a beer. Was that um, <laughs> what, a new, we, a new what am I theme doing? Intro. Yes, the new theme <laughs> intro of news is. I yes. can get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. Cue music. So, what have you got for me? She's got a new hat. Who's going to pip this thing one last time before it closes? Yeah, I guess it's our fourth. It our is. Fourth I think mention it, of the giant man more more than we've probably ever done on any other Haslab. Yep. It, it needs a pretty solid push, doesn't it? It needs all the exposure it can get. Three and a half thousand to go in three days, seventeen hours, and fifty minutes. We had an interesting question on the Discord, which was, "Are any of you guys backing it? And if not, why?" Mm. And, and maybe there in lies the question why this isn't performing. Now, I just reflected on that and I said, well, one, I'm out of Marvel Legends, but when I was collecting Legends, it was only X-Men. Because yep. I think... Such a huge it's, line. It's a huge line. Yeah. I mean, it's probably like 400 figures, you know, in that line. Mm. You have to be selective. And so for me, it just wasn't something in the wheelhouse of what I was collecting. So nothing more than that. But interesting, Scotty, Frank, to hear your thoughts... Mm. You know, you're probably the most active Marvel collector, Scotty. And even know. then, it is super focused to yeah. the Fantastic Four and yep. anybody in that sort of orbit of the Fantastic Four. And unfortunately, Giant Man doesn't fit that category. Hank Pym as Ant-Man, yes, is recognised as a member of the Fantastic Four for a short period of time, but his 60-foot you know, the offset of himself most certainly was not. Yep. I think for me... If I was still in on Marvel Legends, this is a no-brainer. Yeah. I think, and, and I have seen a lot of um, people comparing this to listings for the Toy Biz Giant Man, but if you actually see a side-by-side comparison, this is double the height of what Toy Biz did. And so for the price to be sort of comparable, people going, oh, look, it's, you know, the you can get the vintage one for the same price. I'm like, yeah, but I'm getting double the toy for that the same sort of dollars you're talking. So... I think 
if I was in still on Marvel Legends, this this is a backing for me, hundred percent. Whereas the Ghost Rider one, not so much because yeah. of the, the character choice and the price. This ticks all the boxes for me. Um, I'm just no longer collecting the line, basically. Like I, I, I really feel for Hasbro. I feel like they they listened to the a lot of the vitriol and feedback they would have got over the Ghost Rider debacle, and I feel like they responded to almost all those points. And with three days to go, still looking, you know, three thousand short of just meeting its mm. target goal, let alone stretch goals. It doesn't look like it's going to get there. But also to play a bit of devil's advocate here, it's it's a Haslab. They were never, you know, solidly sure this was going to, you know, be a True. retail That's release fair. at two hundred dollars. They knew this was a bit of a, you know, a seesaw concern that this could go either way. So that's why it is a Haslab and not on retail shelves. So I think uh, some of these, you know, on paper sound like the perfect opportunity for sales, but, uh, you know, it is a, a, yeah, it hasn't gone that way for this, for no particular reason at all. And ironically, I think just today, one of the things we spoke about about possibly improving this was an inclusion of an exclusive figure. Yeah. Yeah. Wasp seems to be the net. They've just announced yep. completely independently of this Haslab a classic <laughs> Wasp as she appears probably in this era of Avengers, yeah. which yeah, has got the red that. and she's got the pointy hat. And you just sit there and go, surely that would have been considered as a stretch goal for this at some point. Possibly, yeah. I just wonder if they ditched that because of price to keep the price low. It, it is very coincidental, isn't it? I saw that and thought, oh, they've listened. To our, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a new tier. That oh, is no. proof that Hasbro are listening to Toy Power podcast. <laughs> Steve, as someone who loves the uh, the very small collection that I, I can see in front of me, what do you think of the very giant? Oh, look, giant I, Man. I, I think it's awesome, and like I don't collect Legends, and I'm not a fan of Giant Man. But just looking at that figure goes, dang! I I wish I had room in my collection to buy that because it's just it's epic. It's really really cool. Mm. But yeah, not my line, not my my choice. So. Yeah. I'm surprised that it hasn't gone over there. Like I, I would have, like I said, fix all the boxes. So yeah, strange. Mm. Okay, any last predictions? I'm I'm gonna go that it's gonna make it. I think it'll just think creep over ten thousand. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm going for. Just, yeah. just. I think it's. I think it, yeah. like we since we spoken last, which has pretty much been seven days exactly. Yeah, it's gained one and a half thousand, whereas yeah. the previous. 30 days to that point, it crept to five. And so I feel like people mm. are going in those last, mm. you know, 72 hours, you can expect to see a bit of movement. Yeah. I sold a lot of Marvel. I've been selling my Marvel Legends collection. I've got a few figures up, or when I say a few, about 40 up on that <laughs> online. And, and invariably, everyone that buys it pretty much is like, oh, can I pay you on payday? I wonder if the Marvel collectors <laughs> are just waiting for payday to, <laughs> to put on this thing and uh, get it over the line. I'd, I'd like to see this get across the line, A, for the guys who backed it and the gals who backed it as well, but to keep Haslabs, to keep Hasbro motivated, to keep putting these projects yeah. out there for us. Well, this will yeah. be the, if it doesn't get there, this is the second Marvel Legends one in, in a year that has basically yeah. not not got there. Now, I think everything bar G.I. Joe as far as has, and, of course, Cookie Monster, rest in peace, um, uh, they've all name? they've the all had failures like Rancor. You know, yeah, the Rancor failed with with Star Wars. Um, lightsaber. Yeah, um, obviously the Spirit of Vengeance. So it's I think GI Joe's the only one with a perfect record at this point. So we'll have to see what happens. Yep. All right, we are moving into some massive news. I think for everyone. <laughs> 
This was what people were waiting for. We had some teasers at New York about a new crossover line, and it's finally hit. This is the Masters of the Universe crossed over with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And, and I think before we jump into this... this Turtles probably, of Grayscale. It's called, yeah, Turtles yeah. of Grayscale. Mm. Actually, so one of the things here that is... This is official. Mm. There's a poster. And you know how they used to do those old sort of posters in the ill norm style yep. with, you know, all the character names and you'd have the goodies on the bad racing down, Grayscale yeah. in the background yeah, and yeah. the baddies on the right. It's sort of done a little bit of a homage to that with a lot of the characters. Now, I'm looking at the style and to me those turtles look very kind of 2003 aesthetic. Yep. That's yes. what I was going to say. Yep. yep. Um, now, so there's that. So there's a, they look very classic on the images, same as the uh, Master of the Universe characters on the left. And then we jump into the figures, which are a real, real mashup of styles. First reactions around the room. Oh, man. Like, I, so a lot of people have asked me about this. A lot mm. of people have reached out and things. First off, this the that artwork poster is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Almost it's looks, though, yeah, it? It, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I love it. It's very video game esque. If mm. I had to mm. give it a genre, um, and a lot of people have asked me, "What do you think of this new crossover?" And I said to the same thing to everybody. I said Leonardo is probably my favorite. Yeah. Looks really cool. Donatello looks okay. The rest are a waste of time. Like not a waste of time, but just a. A, a, a design opportunity that has not met the coolness factor that you close yeah. your eyes and think, what if, you know, mm. mouses and trapjaw crossed over? What would that look like? You know, what would Krang and Megator look like? You know, it just... To me, Krang looks like a pimp daddy, like an <laughs> ogre, like, I don't know. And then they've got Faker or whatever... No, that's He-Man. Yeah. It's He-Man. He so uh, that, uh, let's more... just stop this podcast <laughs> right now. That, is, uh, that to me, is yeah. faker. Like, to, yeah. And, and you're telling me that's He-Man. Yep. Because, yeah. part, part, okay, there's a little yeah. bit more backstory to this. I'm agreeing with you, Ben. I think the turtles look outstanding, as as Steve, a big turtles guy, can attest to. Turtles wearing armour, geez, they've been doing that for decades, right? And yep. anyone who loves their turtles, this is, will fit in really nicely with um, whatever you've got in your collection. Um I will give props to Trapjaw crossed over with a mouser and admittedly it took me a while to realise what was going on. If you look closely on his belt, he's actually got what his mouse, two mouser legs and if you have a look at the, the his arm that is now half mouser, there's plug holes on the side. I'm betting you can take that mouser off his arm, yep. put the legs on and build yourself a mouser. You so in terms of buying it, that's going to be your army builder right there. There's going to be a whole bunch of one-armed trap jaws running around <laughs> so people can make their mouses. I think that's really cool. It's it's interesting that they've, because the mouses are white and trap jaws' mechanical parts are often black, they've switched that. I think that's that's really cool. I, I think um, it's cool, but he's got too much leg. Get rid of that leg bit. Just have the body, the end of the torso going into his arm. Don't get rid of that extra, uh, you know, elbow no, yeah. joint. It's too mean. long. Yeah, it's probably it, for articulation yeah. purposes. But I think it looks ridiculous with the mouser on the end of his arm. Yeah. But I think Frank's right. You can see the plug holes on the yeah. mouser. Yeah. You can detach those legs from yeah. his belt, and you can build a mouser. Yeah. Be interesting to see. Surely he has some other kind of hand attachment yeah. when yeah. you've done that. But and his I think he looks, his helmet is a mouse. His, yeah. He yeah, head as well. It, Makes sense. Yeah, it does. It's a bit. Some of this is a bit over the top, mm. 
hand, a bit hand fisted, yeah, like, yeah. like you know, man at arms has a has a shell shield. Yeah, yeah. And man, and and to be honest, the the mass of the universe figures in this are probably on the weaker side in general. I'd say so. Look, out of the masters, like you say, the trap jaw. I think by the time you take that mouser off his arm, he's probably one of the strongest. And then I'd probably go to man at arms. I think the man at arms mm. design is is okay. The colors are really nice. But it's just man at arms. It is just like yeah, it's, in it's in odd. terms of it's a like crossover. A, yeah, he seems to be the one they've gone. Oh, he's you know met the turtles and gone. Oh, those shells look pretty tough. I guess I'll do a turtles motif on my shield. Do yeah, you know what I mean? And well, that and then the samurai or sort of feudal Japan influence mm. on the yeah, belt. Okay. That that's about it. Like mm. you know, but are these all like, I don't know what the Leo is like the Leo is just a cool design I think mm-hmm. whereas Donatello is him as man at arms yes. wearing yes. the yep. man at arms Correct. armor uh, and I, then Megator as Krang I mean yep. that but that one I didn't even recognize it was Megator yeah. yeah so they they've missed a trick I think on trying to combine the two they haven't really hit cuz Megator super obscure figure in masters mm. and android body Krang one of my favorite designs and yet we've got this thing here that's not really ticking off the box on either of those. Mm-hmm. The, the He-Man is the odd one here because, like you say, Ben, to, to put it in perspective, he's a glow-in-the-dark or a, a sort of fluorescent purpley mm. colour with green hair and angry face, huge spikes on his wrists. And one of his toes is sticking out, yeah, just like, yeah, sort of yeah. like almost I actually kind of like that because that's a playmate's thing. I, right? I like it that, but it's not thing. that's not my He Man, it's not He Man, but it feels <laughs> what I'm gonna say. I've got to say something, it's like he's got some mutagen into him. That's oh, yeah. well, the that's, actual name of it is right. I think there's some card art that's been revealed in the last sort of day or two, and also a little teaser of the storyline. These will come with mini comics, is my understanding, yep, nice. and essentially it's. Krang does something with the Technodrome and all the Turtles characters get zapped into Eternia. So that's right. sort of the setup for this. So when you understand that, you go, do you know what? Man at Arms looking pretty standard. Okay. Makes sense. Makes maybe. sense. And um, what the deal with He-Man is, is that this is a mutated version. He-Man yep. has come into contact with the mutagen. Oh, there you go. And this is what's resulted. So I'm willing to bet we get a, a more traditional-looking He-Man later on down the line. The problem with that is we've seen so many traditional He-Mans in this 5.5 Origins sort of scale. Yeah. Yep. I don't know how you differentiate him to fit in with uh, the Turtles line. Speaking of the Turtles themselves, Leo's swords, much like the traditional Power Sword, actually combine into one. Yes. And I think that's a really, really that's nice clever. touch. Yep. Um, I love yeah. the Leo. I think the Leo looks fantastic. I think they're... The head design mm. is wonderful, and I think his armor looks pretty cool. Again, I, I I feel like they just lent too heavily into the shell motif that they yeah, didn't need all to. All the but armor plates are all shells. Yeah, yep. I mean, look, that's that's okay. I, I don't mm. mind that too much. And and for me, probably in this line, the most exciting thing is seeing Mattel trying Ninja Turtles. So that yep. yeah, I mean, Mattel have been doing He Man figures for ages. So those ones, you know, they they we got some new versions of the the Masters characters. That's fine. But the really exciting part is the the fact they're letting you know playmates are letting them do the crossover, and what this means super super cool. Yeah. Mm. Steve, your thoughts? You're a big turtles guy. I'm a big turtles guy, and I'm far far more into turtles than I am into to He Man. 
Um, so one of the things whenever I, I see the turtles with armor on them is I want to know, can that armor come off and can I sit, stand that Leo as a really nice looking Leo next to the other figures? And it looks like probably the shoulder pads and stuff may be removable. Yep. He-Man always had that chest thing that was really hard to get the brass strap on the back you know like <laughs> can, can i take that off and see him because he looks like yeah. i love the style and that banner bandana that's coming out the back like that looks really cool uh donatello there looks like that armor should be removable and what we're left with seems to be a crossover of like your traditional sort of ninja turtles mixed with the japanese like hero turtles that mm, were released the real big chest yeah the big yep. chest so i think there's a very unique style there that i'd be keen to you know see what that looks like and um, they would be the you know go to for me with this line it's absolutely for me about price point like whether i get this or whether i don't get this will be about where it sits in the market because i'm one of these people who once i get one I then need to get all the turtles and then I need to get everyone a bit like Ben was saying yeah. before. So yeah. Yeah. I have some pretty strict rules with my Ninja Turtle collection at the moment. Mm. And these for me aren't at this point enough to push me over to saying, heck yes, I'm all in. But if they were cheap enough or if I found them at Frank's stall on you know, <laughs> discount at the um, <laughs> Comic and Toy Fair, well, then I would probably probably get it because man they are pretty cool what's that magic price point if you saw them let's say big w or kmart what would you be willing to shell out for (laughs) give that man a cookie i don't i don't think i think these look like they're going to be more premium sort of figures right so i'm expecting that they will be more in your 30 to 40 dollar range if they were cheap figures like the mutant mayhem sort of figures they're out now i would probably grab them because i would pick them up and I'd be happy for them to store in a tub somewhere. Whereas these are not ones I rush out and buy because I want to sit them on my shelf. There are just too many other really nice Ninja Turtle figures out at the moment that I think would be far superior for my personal taste. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Look, I think they're probably going to be here in Australia. If they hit mass retail, Mm. they should be in that, 25. And these are Origins figures at That's the end right. of the day, they're, right? They're essentially like, an Origins. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think you should be able to get them for, really they should be a $20 figure. Yep. We know the collector stores put them out at about 40 is a, is roughly around the mark. Um, if you were to go into a big W, you should be able to get these for 22 mm. 50 23 But yeah, these might be a bit more premium than a regular Origins. They seem to have a lot of accessories so maybe that sort of 30 30 to $40 Australian is probably where it's going to land. Hmm. And, and I think at that price point, if I saw Mikey at Big W for like $20, $25, yep. I would probably buy that. Right? Yep. But I'm not going to rush out and pre-order the whole set yep. at $40 mm-hmm. a pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yep. All right. Well, we were going to check. Any any other comments on these, what we're the, seeing? What about the card art? The card art yeah. looks amazing. The card, looks the, great. The card it sells it well. It's done by Freddie Williams the right. third, and he is the guy uh, who is responsible for the Turtles He-Man crossover comic that never happened. Yeah. So all, you, you've right. probably seen those concept uh, images of Leo pretty much looking like He-Man's got the big H and the two swords. Uh, he's got the fairy boots and everything, and that's the sort of image that's been – people said, oh, I should look like this. And finally, now that these are being announced, Freddie's come out on Twitter going, well, I didn't get to make my comic, but I get to draw the art for these guys. Nice. So that's, oh, that's, 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 a, nice that's a bit of something. That. Yeah. So, um, Look, we've talked about the ones that are here. What about the ones hold that on, are coming? Hold on, hold on, whoa, hold whoa, on. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's a Ninja Turtles thing. Clearly, I'm going to have an opinion on this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Scott, what do you think of this? Right, I'm just going to mute this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, 
I'm going to start by saying congratulations to the Ninja Turtles for absorbing yet another property into their merchandising <laughs> juggernaut. Well done, guys. Uh, I, I thought this one would evade you, but hell, there we go. Uh, second of all, can I demonstrate some acquired knowledge from my listening of the Ninja Turtles lore, please? I'm going to say they get to Eternia by falling into one of their portals that they leave at street level randomly around for people to fall into. Would that, would that be a fair thing to say? Fair thing, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. There's no real safety concerns yep. for these okay. portals. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Yeah, very good. Yep. Uh, the, the best looking figure here, mm. and I'm going to duck as I say this, it's Donatello. Oh, that is. Well, it's been a fun show, everyone. It's, uh, it's time to get out of here. Scott That's needs a, a whooping. Standout figure. The, that That's purple good. armor. The purple is beautiful. It mm. looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. Visually, so striking. Right. I think that's. The, the, and even the, the crossover of the characters, the man at arms, yeah, the, the, the man guy. for all occasions, and, and hmm. Donatello, the the tech guy. I think it's really clever. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that helmet will be removable though. But I like the fact mm. they've got white eyes. That's a huge tick yep. in yep. the right mm-hmm. direction from my three, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. So looking at that image we talked about at the start, there's still obviously a bunch to be revealed. Um, they have said that in every wave there will be at least one turtle figure. Was okay. the, the term they use now? Whether that's an actual turtle or just someone from the turtles uh, line is going to be uh, to see. But we've got the image teasers that you've got everyone from Casey Jones, Master Splinter, Shredder, of course, still coming. Uh, And then on the Masters side, we have Hordak, Ram Man, Beast Man and Teela. And I guess technically He-Man still to be revealed (laughs) at some point. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So... Give me Shredder and Skeletor, man. Like yeah. on paper, that figure is just, I don't care how much I pay for it. I, <laughs> I need it. I need, I need two of them, one to keep on card, one, yes. two. This is, like, I just think of Darren when, when I oh, see these sort of things. He would just be all over doing it. cartwheels. Uh, but again, I just get worried from what we've already seen, how are they going to mash up my beloved Skeletor and Shredder? Well, they're not. You know? They're not. Yeah. Not there, was, there, was, there was some artwork. Yeah, we've seen revealed. what Shredder's going to look like. Yeah, it, it's just it's just Shredder. It's Shredder with yeah. in a Motu buck. Yeah. It's not. It's, um, I mean, he's basically got a, a purple yeah. Motu harness on, like yep. you would. But see it's on... not. It's not Shredder with a skull face. You know what I mean? I don't think yeah. we're going to get that. No, no. 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 But uh, but get... I, I, this is still going to be super cool because this uh, is I, not this is not a mashup where they're taking necessary. And and I realize as I say this, some of those designs speak opposite of this, but. This isn't taking two things and mashing them up. This is the turtles in Eternia. So them wearing man at arms armor and having dual power swords, that actually kind of tracks. No, but Skeletor isn't going to literally merge no. with But Krang Shredder. has Krang has well, merged with Megator. Yeah. Trapjaw has mer- merged with the Mouser. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. They're they're mechanical though. Mm. They've they they've taken on mechanical components. Uh, look, I think based on if we hadn't seen that artwork. I would have said it. There's a chance. Yeah. Having seen the artwork, I don't think they're going to merge them together. I think with the turtles, Leo is not really merged with anyone. Donnie is wearing the armor of Man mm. at Arms because I, I think they but they must buddy up in the storyline. So I, I don't think you're necessarily going to get a, a, a mash up with each of them. But we can explore that. I think we're going to explore what we think. I think you get maybe you some get mashups. Mikey, maybe. you're a big Mikey fan, is that mm. right, Steve? I think you get Mikey wearing Cyclone's armor. He's got that samurai feel to it already, and he's that you know garish enough colours for someone like a Michelangelo. And if he's got some sort of a 
a wind Ooh. power flip around type Some thing. Spinny, spinny with the spinny, nunchucks. spinny that works oh, for Mikey. Cool one. Okay, interesting yep. one. I had a I had a left field one for Mikey. Yeah. Orko. Yes. <laughs> yep. Wow. The uh, the comedy side. Why not just make him Jar Jar Binks? And no, no, with no. It? Like, <laughs> we're not doing a Star Wars crossover. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Mikey Man at Arms. No, not Man at Arms. Uh, um, many faces. Yep. That yeah. Would, that would yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, we've said Teela's coming. Is Teela going to be no, wearing I'd a pref- yellow jumpsuit? No, I'd prefer to see April Is that a bit as much? She-Ra. Oh, good call. Oh, not bad. Like I think that's yes. Good. Yes. Yeah, Teela's too obvious. Teela can be yeah. freaking, what, what's Amy, uh, Teela, what's April's friend? Irma. 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 Irma can be, you know. Irma is not going to be Teela. Give her a crack. can guarantee. Okay, what about Raph? Any takers for Raph? Ram man, it's got to be Ram man, right? Just wearing like because he's, he's meant to be that bulkier turtle. Yep. Like he'll just he'll have the big steel head on and um, oh, a splint, oh, splinter, metal net, metal head as um, Roboto. Oh, yes, I like that. great call. Yep, yep. I'm thinking splinter with some sort of like sorceress motif. Imagine splinter nah, with a staff and like the orange and the blue. Zodak. Yeah. Okay. I, I I feel like for the general audience, Zodak is a bit more. He was niche he was an eight, but he was to, the original eight too. For the general audience who don't know what an eight, yeah, pack I know, is. I know. <laughs> I understand you, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to see the ninjas, the foot ninjas, as ninja or something yeah. like you know, just an army of. Uh, well, we've got couple, be- couple be- of... Beastman is on the list is coming. So who who are we crossing Beastman with in the the turtle? Ground chuck or something? Mm, yeah. Am I, am I going too deep? Mm. I think a beast man like tribute to uh, like um, Bebop. You know, he has got like turtle yep. shell yep. armor, and maybe you know, beast man's rocking a, a nose ring oh, or no, something no. like that. Rocksteady like... and Bebop as too bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, now I'm all in. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care what you say, Steve. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Casey Jones as Fisto, give him yeah. a big, giving a a big pummeling like, fist, like a um, what what are the you know the hockey uh, yeah, the guys, goalie gloves, the goalie gloves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like that can be that his works. big fist or something. Yeah, what about Hordak? Who would merge with Hordak? <laughs> oh man, who's up Look there? The turtles shell. That's a good. Um, I feel like you've got to have a Baxter Stockman tribute in, like someone who, who you know wears wings or something like a like a Baxter. He's kind of that core. Yep. He's not on the artwork, but Bordak mm. with wings. Yeah. Who's above Krang? Who's you know more elitist than Krang? Is there anyone? Not no, many. No. I mean, unless you go. You, you cross over like Hunt if you start. I mean, Hunt, you said Hunt. Hunt. Oh, cool. yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. look 2003 yeah. inspired. There's nothing to say that they're they're sticking to OG <laughs> characters. Hordak with a little ponytail. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a. I, I feel like you're right. I feel like we need an army builder, like a foot soldier crossed with a horde trooper type thing. Yep. Well, that's yeah. why I said the ninjas, just yeah. an army of ninjas. Nin- yep. Uh, yep. Done in that you know, style. Whether that's too. You know, tra- too straightforward. Yeah. yeah. Or not. Mm. Lots of possibilities, yeah. that's for sure. All right. If you've if if you've got a great idea and um 
of who can be a crossover. I mean, I think too bad as Bebop and Rocksteady is the benchmark. That's, I think that's good. That's yeah, going to be yeah, hard like to top. Um, Mattel, we know you're listening. Um, yeah, let us know and we will see what becomes of it. Cool, cool, cool. All right, a bit of Voltron news. So we've got Transformers Con coming up in Orlando that's pretty much happening as of this drop uh, recording. And they've got a really, really clever mashup between the Black Lion and if you can uh, close your eyes and think of what Steeljaw, the cassette, looks like. So he's a sort of a yellow lion transforms into Blaster's cassette. And one of the third party has released that in the Black Lion from Voltron's colour scheme. So, And it works perfectly. So you've, good. You've got the red wings. You've got the, uh, the yellowed ears. Uh, it just translates absolutely beautiful. Uh, uh, this is a one-and-done sort of character, I doubt, they're going to do the uh, lions, you know, other coloured lions in this format. But this is a really cool, this is a trend, a um, crossover between Toy Dojo and Ages 3 Up and Ocular Max. So Transformers Orlando uh, 2023, and this is going to set you back $70. So not cheap, but uh, still, this is going to be very limited quantity. And I'm sure $70 is, you know, the base price. You'll be paying double that on the aftermarket. Um, it, but lo- it looks larger than your typical Transformers cassette. It have to be. Yeah. Right? I, I'm At not seventy dollars. Sure like the, these are all third party, and I yeah. don't have any idea of scale. Mm. It does say that it transforms into a regular cassette. So whether that's a oh, actual, real world yep. cassette size, yeah. you know, like a or a, even a VHS cassette, mm. they don't, you know, really spe- specify uh, the actual size. So I can't mm. give you any idea, but it definitely does transform. And um, it retains its color scheme in a real-world-looking cassette. So uh, I just think this is amazing. Not enough um, people are doing this sort of thing these days. And, uh, you know, a a cool con exclusive that if you miss it, it's not going to break apart your uh, collection. Yeah, perfect perfect sort of con exclusive. There's going to be some crazy customizer out there who buys five of them Uh and paints up the other four. You've got to, mate. Yeah, (laughs) just get rid of those wings and you can pretty much easily do it. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Now, what, what has the Todd not done yet? I know a patina finish on his action figures. Are we is, talking Star Wars again? Or? No, not a cantina. <laughs> right, right, right. Patina. So the weathering or the ageing, the natural mm. kind of decay of, of something. So it's, it seems like he's oh added God. these patina style of paint apps to uh, his figures. Strap yourself in for the Cygore patina from Spawn Gold Label Mega Fig. Um, I, I don't know who this is, but it's, Al it's, Simons was the yeah. guy that basically got sent to hell and turned into Spawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and this the, is one of his friends. This is yes. a character from the Spawn lore. So you either get yeah. turned into a, a demon from hell or a giant cybernetic gorilla. Or, or a crazy psychotic clown, you know. But he was always a clown, wasn't he? Or he turns into a violator. Yeah. I don't. Oh, I guess what I'm saying is, is not a lot of rules in the Spawn <laughs> universe. It looks cool. Do it. Do the thing. <laughs> it does I, look cool. It's a cool looking fit. It's sort of like a gorilla grod yes. on oh, steroids with with it? cybernetic uh, forearms and things. This was a very early toy to you know in the original toy line, and I yeah. see it. I've seen it hundreds of places throughout my collecting years, and I don't think this patina uh, color scheme, you know, 
takes away from this uh, toy. I think it actually improves it to a certain extent. It makes it look really cool. And it, it, uh, but it's believability that he would be in that color scheme yep. sitting on your shelf. So if I think it's cool for those that missed out on the Cygore. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is your opportunity to pay standard retail for buying it. So there's not sort of any exclusive. This is just a mega it's a gold label. Come get it. No, I think I don't think it's exclusive. I think it's just in that. They're all gold labels. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it it's not really Todd and his labels. No. It's not really special. The gold label is pretty generic. In the sense that there's so many of them, it's not yeah. like it's a, a an exclusive figure. Agreed. What else are we getting? Black Manta? So Black Manta, I put this one in here because I thought this one translated into the black and white colour scheme so freaking well. You know, Todd is very uh, quick to do paint schemes, alternate paint schemes as we've already seen. We've seen Batman done in this style. We've seen Superman in the red, white and blue and it didn't really translate very well. This Black Manta is a true spectacle of art in my opinion. I think this guy looks freaking amazing. I, I just, yeah, I, I'm really, really impressed by this colour scheme and uh, I think if you are on the fence of a Black Manta fan, uh, grab this guy. This is also one of their comic book, um, you know, associated what lines, the page turners or whatever, page, page, punch, page punches. punches, sorry. And it, so it will come with a, a, a comic book and it looks quite all black and white as by the cover um, of the said comic. That Lobo um, in there, I can't tell what's going on in that cover. It's... Uh... <laughs> There's a lot happening. It's um, a lot of a lot of black and white line work. Mm. But you're right. No, it, it does look very cool. The, the thing about this, though, is I think you're right, Ben. They've nailed this is really hard to get right. I think the Ninja Turtles line does it really well with kind of the cell shading or comic book mm. style of look. I think a particular artist that paint those up. I think it's it's really tricky to get it right because you're taking a 3D object and trying to make it look like it looks in 2D. Yep based on artwork on mm. a comic book page. And I think they've, they've got it. The interesting thing for me on something like this is where does it fit in your collection? Because yeah. most of our collections are based on, you know, colourful comic book styles and sort of realistic mm. face paints. This is something quite artistic and might not immediately fit in or have a place in someone's collection. Mm. But cool nonetheless. I, I, th- I honestly think these are sort of gearing up for Todd to release these figures in time for Christmas. You know that hard to buy person in your um yeah. your life, and you're like, what do I get? You're looking through the shelves, and you see black and white mantena or black manta. You see yeah. um you know this patina spawn. You see the next one, which is another patina version of um Ares character or, I've never heard of. Yeah, the merciless. The merciless. Uh, so I I think this is very clever coming out right. now mm. in 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 the lead up for the uh, silly season. Uh, because people will be looking for these oddball designs, uh, right. you know, for the, yeah, whether whether you buy it yourself or for someone else. Yep. I think it's a, you know, a strategical move. Well, Merciless, I, I'd never heard of him, but it sounds like he looks like an Ares figure. Yes. But clearly in some world, they mash Ares and Batman together. Well, this is this the is... part of that Dark Knight thing. That's right, yeah, yeah. the Dark Knight Medals uh, storyline they did you know, seven or eight years ago that was yep. huge and was part of those initial waves of McFarlane toys that yeah. came out. This was the builder figure right. for one of the waves. You've got the arms, the legs, the torso with four of the different figures, mold them all together, and 
that's essentially the figure you've got. It's an amazing looking figure. Yeah. So that is yeah. Batman and, and Ares. And Ares, okay. yes. Yep. Uh, and obviously Todd has a surplus of patina paint, so... <laughs> We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna hit the hit the molds again for the Ares figure, and here you go. You got a, a nice version, gold label yet again. Uh, and, and these guys come with obviously the tr- traditional stand, that circular stand that the McFarlane figures come with, and they've also included the the plastic stand designed to display that card art mm. nicely as as well as a pack in. I yes. like I like the Wonder Woman symbol with the bat logo yep. on, embossed on top of it. Yeah. I think that's really yeah. really clever. Yeah. I, I, I could have I could see a world where you've got a whole shelf for these, and they look like bronze statues yes. that you would see out the front of a, a a DC monastery or something like that. Like, but I feel like Todd Todd seems to like try lots of different things, whether <laughs> it's gold label, whether it's patina paint, you know, crazy colors, and then goes, ah, oh, that was fun for five figures, and then move on. And yes. as 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 a completist, <laughs> I sit there and go, "Oh, stop it!" Like it just it really yep. assaults my senses. Like the kid with ADHDs in charge, <laughs> and is just like firing off a hundred. Do different some of that. Ideas. Do one of those. Well, that, that's Todd yeah. in a nutshell, isn't it? Like, <laughs> like again, on its own. Like you're right. Just to explain the patina finish, it's essentially a bronze statue, but it's got like that gold um, green. green, kind of yes. like as it yep. oxidizes, yep. it slightly turns green. So. Really, really cool. I just, I don't know where you put this on your shoe. That's that's the thing for me. Mm. I don't know how it fits into a collection. Um, surely people are going to buy it, but mm. yeah, it's it's an odd one for me. I I remember when Todd got the McFarlane, uh, sorry, when he got the Batman license or the DC license, and I remember sitting here going, "What are these figures going to be like?" Because mm. they're really available here. Their, their size is good. They're big figures. Price point's really good. I, I virtually own none of them. Mm. Um, and if I, I guess if I didn't have a DC collection, this might have been a good place to start. Yep. But I've sort of, I kind of got everything I need in DC. I've got mm. my, you know, DC Universe classics. I've got, you know, 20 waves of that yeah. so plus, a, you know, the bonus waves. And I've got all my DC Direct or DC Collectibles figures, all my Batman animated series. I've got all the classic designs. Sure, I don't have metal figures because they weren't doing those, but not really familiar with it. So I just, I never got in on it. Um, And I'm kind of glad I didn't as a collector because it just, you know, he he does some animated figures. Mm. And you're like, oh, that's cool. He's done Cyborg from Teen Titans. And then that's it. There is nothing Mm -hmm. else. It's just like... What, where, where does that go? Like, what do you do with that as mm. a as a collector? It's just a really strange way to do it. I love the idea of, and maybe he does it a bit more with some other things, but, you know, five figures from, you know, long Halloween and, and you do yep. two waves of it or three waves of yep. it and you get the core characters done and then you kind of move on or, mm. you know, like Dark Mar- Victory. Mar- Marvel Legends did two waves of Age of Apocalypse. And yep. then that's, and, and but yes, got, sure, yeah. there's, there's some they've missed, but. Yeah. If you're a fan of that, bang, you pick up two waves and, and you move on. Like, I don't, that's not how the Todd seems to operate. No. Mm. All right, another repaint. <laughs> this is this a is new cool. one. It's cool. This is the Joker from the Deadly Duo. So I believe yeah. this is a comic book. Uh, it's a, it's essentially the Joker, but he comes with like sort of a, what do you call that, a mystery mask? Um, <laughs> like a, a, Who's under the mask? Yeah. It's a... It's a gimp mask, a gimp mate. Gimp mask, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. You sound like you've seen a few, Scott. 
I might even own a couple. Oh. <laughs> he comes with a, a, a backdrop, a regular standard, a cool Arkham Asylum backdrop. But then there's this bat bird sitting on the, uh, like he's talking to this, you know, uh, bird on the thing. It must be from the comic book. So, yeah, I, I thought it was cool. It's something different I hadn't seen before. The purplest purple suit you've ever seen, the greenest of green uh, hairs. So do you get you get two heads with it? Yep. Is that what's yep. going on? Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's sort yep. of a, what like a Hannibal Lecter style of mask. Is very, that, is very that sort of hell, Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Yeah, mm. mask. Yeah, like Chitter, Chitter. You know the um, where he's got his face all pulled back, and he's just, all he's got is exposed is his teeth. No idea. Where no. I, okay, mm. I, I'm familiar Sounds with horrific. the mouth of Sauron. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Sauron. that meme? Have you seen that meme that's like, <laughs> if this is the eye of Sauron and this is the mouth of Sauron, <laughs> this is Sauron, and it's got like, you know, basically the mouth of Sauron with two glowing red eyes. You've killed Ben. He's <laughs> taking a drink. You've made him think about ben. the face of Sauron. Almost covered the uh, mic stand in beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, all right. This is something no one laugh at because I am so excited about this. Panosh Place, right? Remember them? They they made the um, the Voltron toys of uh, years. They made the uh, Castle of Lions. Mm. Uh, they made the five pilots. They made a combining Voltron. They made vehicles and things. And they had all this sort of wave two, wave three, whatever you want to call it, uh, pitched out and things, and that never came to fruition. So we only got in the original line. We got two row beasts, Scorpulus and can't remember the other one. But we got two row beasts, but they were only in the sort of four, four and five inch in scale with the other figures. Yeah, they were in scale with the pilots. They were in scale scale with Hagar. They were in scale with the Princess Lodar and stuff like that. Uh, So this finally they're coming back. You know, in twenty twenty three, this is from VoltronStore.com. They're releasing a what is it, fourteen inch row beast, right? Wow. And you think of a um, sort of, you know, a gladiator, yeah. right? And and this actually appeared in episode five, the princess when the princess turned up in the um, yep. cartoon, and he has two massive swords, almost uh, t- longer than uh, the actual row beast himself. So like, I think the ten inch swords and things, two mm. of them comes with five points of articulation. Uh, he's going to be 60 USD and um, the, the yeah, from VoltronStore.com. Uh, it's uh, not up for pre-order yet, but it's coming soon. And they've also got a 5.5 uh, little image. I'm not sure if that's I trying to depict scale. It's yeah, scale. scale. Down, down the bottom, they've got it in a glass case. They've got yeah. the 5.5 inch and then just one of the swords, swords which is right. just an insanely yeah. big comparison. Because honestly, I'd like both. I'd like the little 5.5 one to go with to my... Go in your collection. Yeah. yeah, to go with the, you know, my vintage toys. So this is never one they did in nah, the nah, 5.5? No. Nah. 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 So as I said, they've got, they originally had two Robeasts, but this one wasn't one of them. Uh, and this is guy looks fantastic in so my the opinion. So Robeasts don't exactly have names, do they? They're just... Th- this, this one a wasn't... a different type of Robeast. This one was never named, but no. yeah, uh, the toys, the original Panosh ones had names, Scorpulous mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm it's t- like a blue kind of shark one. Yeah, that was Scorpulous, red, I think, and then red the red guy. one. Yeah, mm. uh, they had names, but then the, it was just a villain of the week type scenario. So they'd, you know, Hagar would send down a coffin and open it up, and then there'd be the robust inside. Normally, they wouldn't um, 
give them names and things. Sure. It was just called the Robins. Villain of the Week. Exactly, yep. exactly. Uh, I, if anything, this is, yeah, as I said, a gladiator-type Robeast. It's like Gladiator meets Mad Max. Yeah. Like, it looks yeah. very Mad Max. Again, another gim- uh, two in a row. Two gimmarks <laughs> in a row is quite unusual. Oh, yeah. 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 It's got yeah. nipple cannons. Yeah, <laughs> They are pretty dandy, aren't they? <laughs> they are, aren't they? I mean. Yeah. I said no laughing, so. <laughs> no, no, I'm not this laughing. Is, this is, I'm just calling so, it as yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The eighties was a weird time. It was. It Do they was. have a lactating function? Oh. Those cannons. <laughs> we uh, have guests here, Scott. Come on, <laughs> a little, little bit of Shao Kahn. In yeah, there, the spike, think, from spikes on the knees and stuff. Yeah, just I'll sort of that. like the red, the red spikes. Mm. Yep. But yeah. I'm just so excited that Panosh is doing something. Mm. You Wait, know, now, they've seen this, an opportunity. So this is officially Panosh place. Yep. Yep. Yep, there. So is this a, I wonder if this isn't some sort of tester to say, hey, is there an appetite for this? Is yep. like for what I can see on the, the, the card there, so it's limited to 500, so it's going to be um, probably hard to get your hands on one of these, but mm. whether this is testing the market, because I imagine being that villain of the week tool, there's probably a lot, quite a lot of well, robust yeah. like, designs they yep. could pull from. Yep. It's just whether the market is there to, to yes. support this sort of thing. So true, so true. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I'm going to yep. try for it, and hopefully I will get it. But yeah, five being only five hundred, uh, it's concerning. All right. What else is concerning? A giant cobra mothership. How are we going? We're going to do a quick check in on the crowdfunding from Super Seven. It's bumped up a little bit. Is this a case of Yo Joe or No Joe? <laughs> well, we were just saying how GI Joe had a, a flawless streak in the Haslabs. Um, uh-huh. Department. This one is, of course, coming from Super Seven. This is the giant Cobra mothership that looks like a the copper head of a snake, I guess you'd call it. We're we're not overly familiar with where this come from. Was well, the cartoon? I, I saw, some but it's animation. not like it's not like the Technodrome where it's iconic and shows up you every know, episode, every other episode. Well, mate, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't comment because yeah, we don't know. I, I know the Technodrome's iconic, but there might be people that don't like turtles that say, "What's a Technodrome?" Look, I know what a technodrome is. That is iconic. <laughs> um, oh, look, this is this is. It only needs four thousand. It's one thousand and eighty after about a week of being live. Fifty-two days to go. This is going to back. Yeah. Uh, this is going to back easily. Just a question of whether you get all the tears. You really want all the tears yeah. for this. I'd be disappointed if you didn't get the tears. I think some of the tears are like almost necessary. Like there's um those little uh, what is it? It's Super, figures. The bubble right? the bubble vehicles yeah. is bonus too. Now there's a section in the back of the Cobra mothership where these things deploy from. Mm. So it's a bit of a shame to have the launch bubble fighters and there's there's They're no not there. no sorry we couldn't afford those. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't fund. Um, really cool. I love. I've been watching a few of the videos that Super 7 have done this. They've done some mm. kind of animated walkthroughs and you see all the different features. Amazing interior. I mean, that interior is sensational. The way the bombs drop. You know, on each side, they've got four of those sort of like big atom bomb style bombs that line up. Yep. And what happens is you drop one and then the, the other three remaining will slide over and oh, oh, drop cool. another one. The yeah, other yeah, two will slide. Load up in the really, yeah, really, Very really cool. cool. Play that video. Can you hit the play button on that? Oh. This is the little walkthrough. Will we get so, sound? Um, oh, is it, it's Frank's already been watching it. Here we go. <laughs> so there, see, there, there, see, there you go. Like those bubble yeah. vehicles have a spot there to launch out of. <laughs> wow! Little little command consoles flip up. There's little 
gun turrets. Oh, that? A, no. Every playset, good playset's got to have a prison. Got to yeah. have a prison. <laughs> yeah. There's Duke. See, um, and so here you go with the bombs. Watch them as they launch. Boom. Oh, look at that. Slide along. Boom. Oh, sorry, this video is struggling a bit over Wi-Fi. Got your backpacks. Got all your little armory sections. Pilots. That's pretty cool. You wouldn't want to be any taller. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm six foot six. Yeah, sorry, you yeah. cannot ride in the mothership. You yeah. must stay in the middle section of the mothership. <laughs> um, Molded weapons, weapons and grenades on the walls. That's yep. pretty cool. Yeah. And that globe, globe. I love the globe. <laughs> and he's just getting, not getting ahead of himself just by just putting a massive in. Cobra logo on the yeah. globe to say, <laughs> I've taken the world. Oh, did you know? And there was a little um, little reference to Star Wars, I reckon, on one of the screens. was almost like the um, when they're in the X-Wing and they're targeting. Oh, stay on target. Yeah, there was a little, uh, <laughs> exactly like that. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, as we said, this one's uh, much earlier than uh, our friendly giant man. He's, this has got 52 days still to go, so I'm sure we will check back in another 18 times before it, um, <laughs> before it closes out. <laughs> it's only got 52 days left. Yeah, so. <laughs> the early funding finishes in two days, so if we want to get those extra sort of uh, parachutists. Cobra parachutists. Oh, righto. So that's, Next it's two got days. to reach yep. 4K to get. That, but reach that, that first tier, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. For early birds. I don't think it's going to make that. No, you can make a parachute out of a plastic bag, can't That's you? Right, we all did that at primary yeah. school, didn't you? Get yeah. an egg, you throw it off the roof, and <laughs> see what happens. Is that it? I think that's it. Is as that far as our news? run sheet goes, no other news coming in late. No, not Happy that I've seen. All right, let's get into our next segment. I don't think we have a audio thing for this. Okay. So go ahead. Um, <laughs> we are going to talk about Ahsoka. The Disney Plus. We do have an series. audio thing for this. Oh, I just forgot. Do you want to hit it? Mm, oh, yeah. It's not that one. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's going so well. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought that was the news again. No, no. It's the news. Yeah, you made this. I know. <laughs> what are you? I'm Batman. May the force be with you. Why fans say forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza? Because you can see it. Well, it is our it's our movie soundtrack. This is a TV show, but sure, this should have been feels episode, like a movie. Should have been episode seven. Yeah, I feel like that's what it's leading you, to. The thing that got I love this show so much. I loved it. It it made me sad that we didn't get this instead of episode seven, and we got we got that. Well, this instead. is in terms of the timeline. This is where it sits, right? It sits in that post episode six, but obviously your, your Ray and Finn and all that hasn't happened. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's sort of five years ish after Jedi. Mm. Whereas the Ray force awakens is kind of that next generation, generation afterwards, yep. sort of after. So it's sort of, a, it, you got a bit of time, but uh, yeah, it, it just makes me sad to think, Oh, this is such a great universe, and then we're going to kind of have to shape it into the first order taking over. And then I'm like, oh, the first the first order is so generic because it's just like mm-hmm. a retelling of Star thing. Wars. Yep. yep. I, like I liked it at the time. I liked Force Awakens at the time. So you think like Thrawn and his stuff becomes the first order? Wow, this is a thing. I guess mm. it, ultimately, I think it has to right? yep. to be canon, right? To mm. fit in. I think whatever the evolution of what Thrawn he, is he doing sets it will up. evolve. Yep. Yeah. He's, I, I, yeah. I think that's right. And that's kind of cool. Gives him 
agency and power. Um, and, and that's that's really cool. But I thought this was fantastic. Mm. So it's- many cool lightsaber battles, which I think is necessary for Star Wars. I think compared to stuff like Mando, or not maybe not Mando, but um, Boba Fett in particular, this is the first sort of Disney Plus era type stuff that straight away felt like Star Wars. You had chase scenes, you had lightsaber battles, you had pew, 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 there was stormtroop, all of it in the first episode. And you're just like, all right, I'm here for this. There was there was starship battles. There was jumping into hyperspace when they needed to. There was a droid, a sassy droid, uh, voiced by David Tennant, David I'm pretty Tennant, sure. Yeah. Like you sit there and go, it's, it, it just felt like, and as someone who didn't watch Clone Wars, I haven't seen Rebels, I don't understand the history of these characters other than the fact that they exist. So it was really, refre- it felt like, you know, when you go to watch Star Wars that first time and the first thing you see is episode four and you're like, what the hell? There's a yep. history here that I don't know about. Let's dump, jump right in and go from that. That's what this felt like to me. And it was, it was great. I loved it. One of the coolest opening sequences, <clears throat> I think, for a Star Wars film. Mm. With the, it's uh, not a film. Keep going. A Star Wars TV show. <laughs> Association. Um, it's a film cut up into six parts. With the, <laughs> you know, the Dark Jedi coming on board and getting that slow kind of build up as they come on and reveal themselves mm. and then um, execute a really, really cool fight scene um, taking over the ship, which is really great. Um, and I and I loved I loved the Balin skull and his apprentice. He, I he's the standout from the show. Don't get yeah. wrong, Rosario Dawson. Oh, she's amazing, wonderful. She's amazing. But everyone's sitting there going, "It is a damn shame that the actor that Ray Ray Stevenson. Yeah, it's such a shame that he passed away. Not only because of he never got to see the praise heaped on his performance, but where his story leaves off. You sit there going. I just what get the other stuff. Yeah, throw on. You go do what you're going to do. I want to know more about this guy and. I'm not sure where they're going to go now. Like, um, in terms of you know, I I think in this scenario when the actor has passed away, I think you're safe to recast. I think. I mean, I know Mm. Marvel stayed away from that, obviously with Chadwick Boseman and Black Panther, but I think in this scenario, literally where that story is left off, you have to continue it. You can't just say, "Oh, he died off screen." Like that's just so. It'll be, yeah, that'll be a very interesting point to see how they do that. Mm. Um, I did read that if uh, one opinion in recasting that role, uh, Liev Shriver yeah, would be an dudes? amazing choice. Yeah, no, yeah. not Geek Dude, they must have pinched from the same source. I oh, did. okay, Geek Dude said the same thing, but yes, but they probably did. Similar appearance, similar build, and very similar demeanor on screen for yeah. that for that character. Their presence, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Awesome choice if they mm. were to recast. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I've gone back and started watching Rebels. I'm, I'm only uh, two or maybe three seasons in. How do you find that being? I know you're not the biggest fan of uh, the f- anime a- episode animation, one. Yeah. Uh, the season one was tough. Like it was, it was jarring. The, mm. the animation was so simple as well, yep. and computer uh, animated. It was just. Uh, but then uh, I think Thorn rolled up and and Darth Vader and things spoiler mm. alert for something that's you know that old <laughs> but Darth Vader and the, and that really really that started to pique my interest yep. um what's his name uh, from the first uh, episode 3 Grand Moff Tarkin mm. ro- rolls up and I'm like oh this is cool you know so seeing more okay. of his uh backstory and stuff like that's when it started to really get in 
you know, yeah. like, oh, this is this. Now I see where the praise is coming from. Up until then, it was very felt very, you know, uh, tail ended in episodic. Like, mm. you know, started episode, finished episode. That's it. The storylines yeah. all contained. But now, then, once you get into season two, it starts bigger to, narrative. Yeah, much bigger. So that was really cool once we got into that sort of storyline. That's when I was like, oh, now I can see where, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, I loved uh, Rosario Dawson. I thought that was perfect casting in that sense. Um, she, her, you know, gen, just her makeup and things like that yeah. was just beautiful. Um, yeah, there's not much else I can say that you haven't already covered. I thought all so. the casting was on point. Oh, I mean, 100%. Hera and, yep. and these sorts of people, yeah. they're all really... I, I, did, I She should have left her long hair. I liked her at the start where she had her long hair. Uh, Sabine. 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 Sorry, Sabine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sabine. Yep. yep. I like that, but yeah. What about you, Steve? You have a Star Wars Ahsoka fan or... I haven't actually seen it yet. Oh. I'm a big fan <laughs> of the extended, you know, like yes. I love the fact that they are telling other stories in the universe. Yep. I really enjoyed Mando. Yep. I really wanted to enjoy Boba Fett, but I was no. just a bit disappointed. Yep. Um, but Encore? Endor. 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 Yep. I love that. Like yeah. that was that yep. was a really well-told story. Um, it didn't have the Jedis and stuff, but it was clearly set in that universe. And you go, well, of course there are other adventures that are happening in this world and it just told a bit more of the struggle and gave you a bit more backstory so i thought that that really complemented the universe really well mm-hmm. so i am very much looking forward to the series i just haven't had time yet yep. yeah understand yeah uh, make time all right <laughs> it's good <laughs> it's, it's good. just no, it is good i understand being burnt on you know boba in oh no, no this like, is not this, this is, is this, this is, is not about and look yeah Mon mothma from andor mm-hmm. so yep. she's she obviously in this and she's got a, a, a different role but yeah like you know it, it's starting to tie things together yeah and my understanding is this will culminate in a kind of mando boba fett crossover, re- crossover with ahsoka movie. yeah movie yeah. the dave finale. filoni-verse like yeah, yeah. well I, I don't know if this is too much of a spoiler for you steve so i don't know if you have to block your ears here <laughs> but <laughs> there is a there is a sequence at the end so one of the new things that they've introduced is this concept of the night sisters so essentially, you've got the Jedi, but here we've got, I guess, space wizards, space witches. Yep. So yep. they're not they're not Jedi, but they have almost magical. This powers. comes from like Clone Wars or Rebels, doesn't it? I believe so. I believe in Rebels yeah. they do that statue that um, Balin's yep. skull is on at the end. I think is a reference to some powerful force yielders of the past. Yep. Um, and I think they might explore these sort of witches. But one thing I thought was really interesting was there's a sort of a zombie sequence. So there's a sequence towards the end where mm, yep. we get reanimated stormtroopers that are essentially Star mm. Wars zombies. Yeah. Which is it was a really interesting choice. I thought it was, you know, set up quite nicely. But not being, I guess, a horror film, they they just mm. th- that scene felt a little bit weird to me. Like because you're not seeing like you know blood. I've shot someone. Yeah. You're not seeing a bullet hole and blood, and then they get back up, and you're like, <gasps> you're seeing a stormtrooper go to ground. Which let's be honest, is what they do best. Yeah. And then they just stand <laughs> back up again, and yeah. you're just like, oh, did they like keep the camera rolling, and the stuntmen just got up? Oh no, this is part of the plot. I see. Yeah, and like- I didn't know. I didn't kind of know what the rules were for them. So like, you know, they shoot them again, and then they just get up again, and it's like, okay, how many shots do you need to? Get do, you, a zombie. do you have to shoot him with a silver bullet yeah. or something? Like throw the garlic? Cut, I don't know. Cut off their head? Yeah. <laughs> don't know. But yeah, it's interesting. I There was a moment when I'm watching that and I'm just like, 
when it, you get literal magic and there's, you know, stuff I'm trying not to spoil for Steve, but you sit there and go, this feels like a bridge too far. And then when you really sort of stop and think about it, you go, we're talking about a universe that in the, early, in the late 70s introduced the concept of the Force and laser swords and all this sorts of stuff. You go, is it really that? far-fetched in that kind of a universe no. to have witches like is is magic in that sense not just a force power we don't know where it comes from yeah yeah, yeah. Like, it's a different form yeah. of magic in my opinion yeah 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 i, I don't know if it, i mean obviously star wars is known for kind of creating i mean it, the force is sort of a telekinesis style thing but it's medichlorines yeah, right? ignore the medichlorines it felt really really unique right like it yeah. forged something that. else it forged that you know jedi and the force and it was mm. really creative whereas some of the stuff that was in this felt like it had been ported from really well run tropes yeah so you know zombies let's let's mm. chuck zombies into that um, you know, let's chuck witches into that. Just, that that just felt odd a little bit in a mm. Star Wars setting because yeah. it has paved the way and pioneered so much. Mm. Um, the idea of the Force witches comes from the the novels of the extended Star Wars universe that that non canon sort yeah, of that now is last yeah, twenty or thirty years ago. Becoming... Yeah, yeah. The, from memory, they were the witches of Dathomir. Mm. That's sort of maybe their origin and whether they're sort of going to be linked together uh, across the whole story here. But that is the, the, the sort of like force-sensitive women who use a force in a sort of different and unique sort of way. They've got no Jedi training, so mm. they've just done with the force yep. what you know what's evolved to, you know, amongst them as a group of witches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yep. I, I do like that. Um and the the power play that they're you know so high up there that they can sort of oh you you're one of us now and on now go and fight them off so while we escape type thing, mm. I thought that was quite powerful that uh, you know that that mentality, yeah. And using the Force witches is very much in line with the way Thrawn works. He's not afraid to use something a bit different. Alien races, which you know Vader and the Emperor had zero intention. Of using alien races, you look at the yeah. Empire. Yeah, it's all it's all white it's guys. All humans. Yeah, no aliens. Clones. Thrawn yeah. is open mm-hmm. to Clones, yeah. whatever suits his needs in the best possible capacity to get the result but he's after. I love that because in a world of aliens and things, why wouldn't you? Why yep. wouldn't you use Take the best from all a, around the galaxy? You know, an eight tentacle monster to fight something if you've mm-hmm. got that at your you know your hands here. Uh, I, I uh, yeah, I applaud that, and I hope we see more aliens for that matter because I I love seeing these wacky designs and mm. things. Yeah, I'm keen to see if they explore the origins of who brought sort of the the Jedi of the Force into this particular galaxy. They did touch on it a little bit in mm. the series. Keen to see if that comes up later on throughout the shows. And yeah. let's shout out the return of. Hayden Christensen, yes, glorious couple of cameos there. Yeah, that was one. They they opened up cinemas to go and see that episode, and that was pretty full on. Yeah, I remember seeing those headlines. It's like episode four or whatever. Like in America, they literally had cinema sessions, and you went, "This feels a bit extreme." That's how American. And then you're watching, you're like, "Oh damn!" To be in a cinema for some of those moments, you're like, "That would have been surreal." Yeah, yeah, cinematic. Oh yeah, there's. Yeah, there's again trying really hard not to spoil stuff for you, Steve. But there is a moment where you're just like, oh, that might be the single best shot in yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, like, I know the one you're talking yeah. about. Um, 
and, and it's look the pre. It's interesting actually listen to um, Dave's video graveyard. They had Villain Visage yes. on there yep. doing um, uh, the Scooby Doo uh, Scooby Doo Scooby Doo yep. films, and that's really interesting because she's of she's of the prequel generation. Right, and so there's this real conversation around. Well, I love those films. Those films, Star are, Wars, she grew up with. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're fantastic films, and yeah. and I, I mean, I remember seeing episode one, and and we were cheering at the end of that. Now, yeah. it's a, it's objectively there's some really bad acting in it, and there's some really hokey moments, but it's still a Star Wars film, and it's yeah. still kind of magical in that way. I, I just on that, I remember seeing it and be like, now oh, this is really cool and things. Mm. Walk down to um what was it? Uh, uh movie maniacs. Yeah. Yep. Movie yeah. maniacs. I'm like, oh, I've just seen the new Star Wars film. So good. What did you think, Mr. Man behind the counter? You know, who's a bit, you know, probably ten years older than me or something. Yeah. What do you think? And he's like, there weren't any dog fights. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> you know? Oh, you got me. Oh, oh. That like, sort of was it. Well, that's, that, that's why I've never forgotten that yeah. th- that his rebuttal that, and and it's always stuck to me. Yeah. He just you had know? such a good way of showing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, that just, just I was I, I was lost for words. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, go on. Sorry to. No, but what I was going to say is, so for me, the, I, I'm not I'm not a massive fan of the direction they went with for Hayden Christensen and his portrayal of Anakin, right? I think oh, in the original in, like in the in the two, in the prequels, yeah, right? Yeah. Like I just I think they spent too much time on his uh, sort of a whiny angsty kid and teen and really what we should have seen with him was his his progression as a as a military strategist. Well, my understanding and is that in Clone Wars in particular and this is I'm getting this from the geek dudes that's where that comes through because yeah. there's seasons of him yep. training Ahsoka and being that military. And we see a little bit of that in the series in, in Ahsoka. Right. Because that, they, he, that's he becomes, really expanded. It becomes yeah. Darth Vader. He's yeah. a, he's a, he's a, a left-hand yeah. man or right-hand man to the emperor. That's right. He's, he's a, a strategist. He's a general. He's a, you know, a, mm. he's also a force user, but he's a powerful player in the empire. Right. Mm. Whereas, we, 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 how do we see him develop into that character? And that's what the Clone Wars has done. It's yep. bridged that gap. And I think for me, what are you laughing? <laughs> he's trying to, the, he's trying to open the beer, beer as quietly. Open, open, open it away. Um, yeah, three, two, one. Uh, there you go. <laughs> um, we're seeing that character and we're seeing some sort of redemption for how Maybe, maybe you know, it's not Hayden's fault. I mean, he's just playing a role, but mm. it's it's adding the necessary importance to that character, and it's it's may it to me it makes the prequels even better. Yep. As a result of these portrayals now, so I think this just mm. does so much. Those scenes of the Clone Wars, I mean, it's just mm. Mm. To see it in live action. Yep. In yep. hindsight, looking back at the trilogy, the original trilogy, sorry, the the prequel trilogy. He actually did a very good job because coming in as a Padawan at like, what, eight or nine years of age, he was already five or six years behind the other kids in terms of emotional development. So he's learning all this stuff and all these experiences, has not been taught a coping mechanism Mm -hmm. or some sort of outlet to cope with what he's sort of uh, being exposed to. And what we're seeing is him being a teenager, a typical teenager reacting to the scenario he is in. And that's why it comes across as a whingy, whiny little brat. 
Oh, because he's he's brought up in an order where they're taught to you know bury your feelings yes. and you know hide all that sort of stuff away behind the yes because burying your feelings team. is good for you yeah that's always worked out well historically it has. Hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah very good score out of nineteen oh for the whole series yeah give it a score. um oh uh, yeah it's a solid seventeen for me like it's uh, there was there's one moment in uh, and again dancing around a little bit for Steve's benefit. A particular mode of transport where I just went, nah, that's a bridge too far for me. I don't quite understand. <laughs> that, but apparently that's uh, all in there. I know. Yeah, and yeah, it comes, yeah, from, yeah, comes yeah. from that. But I'm yeah. just like, nah. Like, um, I, you know, there's a lot in Star Wars where yeah. you have to just accept it on face value. Yep, that yep, I yep. just went, ah, no, just, just yep. get on with Fair it. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Yep. Uh, plenty of lightsabers. Really happy to see that. Way more thrown on screen than I was anticipating, yeah. uh, which was very, very. Oh, it was delightful. I, I was thinking maybe ten Cameo. minutes of the last yeah, episode, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but to get like three decent episodes and a real feel for where this character is going to go, and what he's going to bring to the series as well. Yep. Um, I'm happy to give this a 19 because this wow. is Star Wars. Hands down. This is what I got as a kid and this is what I love. Cool. Yeah, I'm giving it a 19. I loved it. It's my favourite Disney Plus and pretty much for me next to the original trilogy and maybe Rogue One, this is up there yeah. Yeah. with my Star Wars. Good. Loved it. 17 out of 19. Really enjoyed it. And Steve? Oh, I, I think it's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, Scott gives it a 19. I mean, geez, sign me up now, right? Yeah, yeah. Get into cool. it. All right, we've got a shout-out. Quick shout-out. Yeah, a um, couple of shout-outs. Uh, we've got the Hacto Dino. They've only got 15 uh, slots left. Yep, 15 yeah, tickets, 15 left. tickets left. So please, yep. please get into that. Uh, also, the uh, seventh year anniversary photo sharing that's finished, oh, done, last done. We hit last one, uh, seventy five. Wow, I think. you take yeah, seventy five. Uh, thank you, absolutely, everyone. We've seen some amazing collections, uh, both big. I'm pointing, um, you know, at, at a, yeah, and small. Like, um, you know, Steve has put you put in your small one, your uh, little Ninja Turtles, which we'll talk more about next episode. Mm. Uh, but yeah, thank you to everybody. Um, we've got some really cool photos out of it, and uh, just enjoyed every day of it. So thank you. Yeah. Also, uh, you would have heard last episode um, my conversations with Scotty the Toy Hunter, uh, visiting him in Brisbane. Uh, that was absolutely fantastic to see his uh, dynamic collection mm. of everything from Disney, Toy Story, Pokemon, uh, and everything in between. Nintendo, Just yeah. Nintendo, all a lot of gaming stuff. Um, Sonic and uh, what's the what's the Mario? Yeah, that that other one, um, Bandicoot. Crash, oh, Crash Bandicoot, Bandicoot. Yeah, yeah, right. had a quite a diverse that uh, of that. Um, he's uh, made the decision moving overseas, uh, yeah. so he needed to make the that big decision of do I you know haul this collection around with with me in a storage container for who knows how long? Mm. Uh, do I am I going to project to have a toy room similar size to what he's got now, or does he just you know part Call ways it. with it and? Yeah. Um, Use that money to invest in his uh, bringing, you know, helping his family to, you know, solidify grounds in his new home. And mm-hmm. he decided the um, that yeah he would move it on. Yep. So he has since sold it, which was a, the I think he was sort of waiting for me to come and see him personally to oh, wow. drop that news. And that was like it was a bit shocked, yeah. but you know, also at the same time, you know, hope hope you know all the best. And uh, you know, has the, not a obviously a decision you make overnight. 
got to involve his uh you know wife and two kids and things so he's made that decision now um put all the you know things on the board and moved his collection on and uh, he sent in a uh, little video yeah. to us, um, you know, that we'd like to play now. So unfortunately, we're not going to have the visuals for it, but he does a really good job uh, with his audio to, um, you know, talk about what he's what he's portraying in uh, the video. So and, and it's thank an interesting. You, it's interesting because selling the whole lot, like to make a decision, these things are. I mean, Scotty, the toy hunter, has been collecting for twenty years. He's amassed an incredibly beautiful collection and he's curated it so nicely. I mean, printing out backdrops, getting all the color. I mean, the colors, the way the colors and the lighting and the cabinets work. Every just, shelf has a light and he's yeah. got two switches that he switches uh, and to, to light up the whole toy room. It's not something done, you know, on the, on the cheap. He has amassed, um, you know, spent a lot of money on this collection. Not only the product themselves but the, the display the way, of, yeah. yeah so that's a, not an easy decision no. to make mm -hmm. but you can't take it with you I, I think mm -hmm. it's just not something that he's been able to take with him so we'll, let's hear from Scotty now hey toy power crew Scotty the toy hunter here obviously in the toy room I'll do a slow pen and I'll do it I'll get my head out in a minute but um just wanted to say hey and bye to everybody so Big news, um, I obviously put my toy collection up for sale. The sale's gone through tonight, so the deal's done. Toy collecting's over. Uh, it's been a wild ride, but I, you know, I'm doing this to hopefully so my family and I can move overseas. But just wanted to say thank you to everybody in the community for all of the, uh, the fun, the people that visited, the cool memories. Obviously, I haven't been very active lately, and you probably know to, now know why, but... Um, yeah, it's it's been a wild ride, so I'll um I'll get my ugly head out of here and uh, give you guys one last look at the room because I just I don't know if whoever takes it will keep it as it was or if they'll just uh, destroy it for the parts. I guess you'll find out if you ever see it online. But yeah, here it is. One last look at the toy room, and uh, and it'll be uh, it'll be. Last strings for me and the toy collecting. So, yeah, I really appreciate everybody in the group and the community, um, everybody that's now friends with me on Facebook and everywhere else. So thanks, guys, and um, that's it. Goodbye from Scotty the Toy Hunter. Scotty. Hey, Toy Power Crew. It's got to be really, really tough to let go of something like that. Can you that's imagine? So, Can so you imagine personal. actually doing that? Like, but good on him. Like insane. The the kind of broader i mean life is bigger than just this passion or this yeah. hobby that we have and certainly um there are there are other priorities in life and and good on him for making that that call and and going through with it i hope it hope it all panned out and i hope the person that's got the collection you know really treats it with the the love and respect that it deserves mm. I think it's pretty rare that those sorts of sales when he's basically saying all in one go often yep. you'll get people say oh what about can i buy this and and piecemealing it out we we sort of obviously experienced that firsthand with darren's stuff like so when he put out the call initially so i'm selling the whole lot in one go i was like oh man that's that's going to be hard to do but he managed to do it he obviously found someone who was interested and and made a, a single you know that must be such a load yep. off them in this scenario where you're literally changing everything about your life and you can go, right, don't have to worry about the toy collection, yeah. done, and you've got to use those funds to, you know, fund the next chapter. Exactly. Amazing. Right. Good on you, Scotty. 
and all the best for the, the future endeavors and safe travels. Thanks for submitting the video. Steve, thank you for coming in and being part of it. We'll catch you again next week. Magic of editing. Sounds good. Maybe we're doing it in five minutes. Maybe we're doing it next week. Don't ruin the magic. <laughs> so we'll see you then. Thank you to everyone else for tuning into another episode of Toy Power. And to all our patrons, thank you so much for your ongoing support and chatter on the Discord. Stay safe, take care, and we will see you around the toy aisles. And until next time, good journey! You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast, at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram, or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome.